Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Carding Dads. In this episode, we talk about how we're going to try to accomplish on making our local track and our critical turns come a little bit slower. And by saying that, we got the idea from a Ross Bentley podcast that he has a show called Speed Secrets and how he had uh, some drivers talk about how to make a track seem slower. And pretty much they're saying by driving just something that's a little bit faster. Now, we're not looking at making our lap times faster. We're just concentrating on making our corner speeds faster. So we took this idea and we're giving it to you guys on what we're going to try to do to accomplish this. And we're going to continue to keep track of it and um, see how it goes. So... Uh, I appreciate you guys, you know, listening to our show and telling all your friends about it because it's really starting to show up and um, I couldn't be more grateful enough for just, you know, two guys who just happen to love carding. So I appreciate it again. Please uh, continue to have fun carding, you know, keep it fun, keep it real and just uh, hopefully you guys uh, enjoy the show as much as we did. So thanks again, guys. Have a good one. How's your weekend been? Uh, my weekend was pretty good. Uh, little man had some swim lessons um, again this weekend, so uh, my wife went with one of her girlfriends up there because they have a daughter about his age, and um, so they're like, "Hey, uh, we're going to swim lessons, and then we're going to swim afterwards. You want to go?" I'm kind of like, "Nah, yeah, I have to go hang out with my kid, but I don't really want to hang out with y'all too much." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, no, no, I had stuff to do around the house. I had to get the yard cut and, uh, you know, do my normal house chores that I want to do because I get spoiled with three-day weekends. And then this yeah. weekend does not happen to be a three-day weekend. So I was like, kind of crunching everything into one, uh, into a two-day weekend. <laughs> so I could be late on Sunday. Yeah. Right. Just, you know, 410 problems. Um. So, no, they went up um, and did swim lessons. I got some stuff done around the house, and, you know, they wanted to go swimming afterwards. So I decided to uh, head up to the track, and I met up there with Heath and uh, and Becca and Ivy. They were up there, and, you know, he's doing his thing, and he's just looking really good. Um, he has a new body kit, the new uh, – I think the same kit you got from Comet. Um Yeah. And he had some pretty good reviews of it. And, um, no, it looks good. Like, it's that whole body kit. I don't, I don't do you know what the model number is or, or whatever? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can, I can tell you right now. Give me one second. Let me, let me look it up. Um, but yeah, and, um, uh, so it looked good, really? Um, cause I was afraid yeah. it would look a little funny. No, it it looks good. Like going down the backstretch, like it looks it looks fast. It looks racy. Um, he says that he can feel the difference between having the old uh, driver panel to the, the new one. Um, there's a right. reason why, like this driver panel is doing good. Not only does he with the turning car P7 or MP7 or whatever it's called is changing the game of aero for CIK and different you know, different classes and getting banned in other classes, but there's a reason behind it. And, yeah, it's a game changer for sure. Definitely. It's, so it is the KG, sure. the KG 506 nose, 
with the foot deflector and it's the Eurostar Dynamics driver panel. Um, and it's on the Comet Card Sales website. So shout out to to Gary Lawson for tipping me on that one. Yeah, he uh he went up to the Indy race yeah, the Indy race, right? And um yep. he he spanked people and you know, put his name in the butt book. And, I mean proper butt whooping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh props to Gary Lawson and, you know, sharing that information with you on why he did it. So, um but no, Heath was up there and he was looking good and um Alex and his dad, uh Saveus was up there and Mason and his dad Brian got up there. So um I was just hanging out with them for a little bit and um you know, Alex with his fifteen billion cars that he has, it seems like. Um, I was talking to them and I asked them if they had, you know, a spare two nineteen chain that you know, I said if I could use for James's cart, and sure enough, they went ahead and gave me a chain because he had them sitting all day. He's like, "Well, we don't use 219 anymore because you know they're doing shifter carts and stuff." So he hooked me up with one of those chains and uh, brought it back to the house. And sure enough, it was the exact linkage that I needed. <laughs> oh, perfect! The exact perfect. linkage. Like I'm right in the middle of the. Um, of like the slots of for the motor mounts to slide it back and forth, and like I didn't right. go up there looking for you know free stuff. Don't get me wrong, I want you know to come across that way. Just happen to ask is like, hey, you're the only really two cycle guy in our group. Would you happen to have any two nineteen chain? Um, yeah, which is kind of sad because Alex is dad. I mean, they're they're good people. I mean, they'll do anything for everybody, and you know, this kind of said the two cycle group here isn't painting out to like. You know how they are, but you know it is what it is. And so wait, are they running the four twenty eight? Are they running the four twenty eight on everything now? Because the shifter uses the four twenty eight, right? Uh, yeah, they use something like that. Yeah, I think the X. Well, maybe not. Maybe the shifter is a different change than the X thirty. Yeah, and the X thirty is also. I've always used the four twenty eight. Yeah, and then the X thirty is a beefier chain than the two nineteen. I don't know. Where's Ron when you need him with these kind of things? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, but hey, no, hey, Ron, so if you don't mind, could you uh, could you text us like real quick as soon as you hear this? <laughs> we'll correct it if we're wrong. If you usually are. <laughs> yeah. Well, ninety nine percent of the time we're wrong. Um, so no, it, it was really cool for them to just have the chains. You go and you know, so basically, like you know, I just bring these chains in case anybody needs one. Here you go. So. You know, it was really cool, and uh, Alex was, you know, doing this thing on the shifter cart, and, you know, around 103rd, when you have that long backstretch, and watching that cart go through the big sweeper, and it yeah. seems like he goes in and out within, like, maybe two, three seconds of the most. <laughs> it's just impressive. It's like, holy moly, that cart is so freaking fast. Like, it's... It's it's a whole different world. It's like, oh, my God, you know? Like, if you look at two right. six races, it's like, okay, they go into the sweeper. You can go to the concession stand, order your hot dog, come back, watch them come out the sweeper. By the time they get down the backstretch, your hot dog's ready, you know? <laughs> um, Dude, yeah, but, that was, that's harsh, yo. <laughs> that's cool. No, when, when, when we're, we're starting, you know, the, the elite guys are, you know, in the low – 
they were the upper 40s to low 41s, and Alex by himself was doing like a 35-2. And he's like, yeah, there's something wrong. Nothing's working the way it should be. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, but, um, no, you know, it's just, it, it's cool. It's just cool to see different cars out there that have different, you know, horsepower levels, different uh, driving techniques, different, you know, brake setups. Uh, you know, they transfer the weight different. I mean, everything is just, you know, it's just different. It's just cool to see. It's just cool to see that. In my opinion, it's just cool to see, like, the diversity of what a cart can actually be. Right. So, um, but, yeah, so that kind of brings me to the point of this podcast. And it's something that, you know, I'm really excited to to talk about with you is um, because I, I want to talk about different cart like speeds and not only just like horsepower levels but speed levels and learning to take a track um if the track's coming too fast how you can slow it down right right so i think that's a problem that you know a lot of people have is they get to a track and you look up a bunch of videos on youtube and um you know, like, oh man, that doesn't look bad. You know, that looks that looks pretty slow or pretty smooth. And you get to the tracks, like, holy moly, what is this? This is nothing what the YouTube video showed, right? It's a whole different perspective. Um, so, in saying that, I was listening to a, a speed speaker podcast that's um, hosted by Ross Bentley, and he had a multi-time champion. Not only in karting, but in Skip Barber schools at Chris Warheim, and it was a really good episode to me. Like it hit home, and it definitely changed my like mind in the way I think of not only karting, but if I want to get back into you know racing cards with you again, like it, it totally changed that kind of concept about you know if you want to go faster in turns and you don't and you can't figure out a turn, get into you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing this. So, I mean, it might sound easier than what it is, but get into a faster car. Now, yeah. by saying that, <clears throat> by saying that, I'm not saying that a faster car will give you faster lap times. That is by far like something that is not true. And I don't want anybody to think that, oh, if I go from a 206 to a tag, I'm going to be a faster driver. Probably, you know, maybe. But, like, that's not my point of this conversation. My point is going into a turn that you struggle with, that you have gotten to a comfort zone at your 206 speed or your pro gas speed or your, um, you know, tag speed or your shifter car speed. Like, there, there's something that once you, like, plateau, you have to find some way to get out of your comfort zone, right? And it's I think that's something that's very difficult for anybody to do in anything, whether it's, you know, business or sports, um, you know, with you running track, with me in wrestling, if you compete against, you know, your same level people or, you know, not as talented as you in your sport, then you're going to settle for that. You know, you always want to practice against people who are better than you to see what they're doing to make you better, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so, so, like, I'm looking at, you know, some, you know, champions, you know, not only, like, 
like national wise, that's a whole different realm from us, right? But if you look at, you know, just regional wise, you know, for instance, we talk about him all the time, but in Corey Tolls. Corey Tolls never started in a two of six and only did two of six and only one in two of six, right? He's been through almost every kind of cart that's out there in different motor packages and from dirt to asphalt to sprint, you know, he's done, he's done a lot of it. So he has like all these different tools in his, in his box that he could go to any turn to any track at any speed. And it's, it's slow to him and he can fine tune in his mind exactly where his cart needs to be at what lap, at what grip surface, at what temperature. And that's just something that comes with experience, you know, and, right. you know, maybe getting into that faster mode that, yes, it's okay to blow the turn, you know, in this card because you're not racing this card. You're just trying to figure out why can this car go faster through that turn and you can't in your card. Is it a mental thing? Is it, you know, a physical attribute that you have? Is it, are you timid? You know, that's my whole point. Yeah, I yeah, agree with it. Sense. So, I agree. Um, we've we've kind of played with this idea, like, and I'm glad you brought it up as a, a topic to discuss today. Um, so, yeah, Chris, I think it was um, episode 74. I know I looked it up uh, a little yeah, while. Yeah, something Chris like is, that. Chris is a, yeah, Chris is a co-founder for CAR360. He lives in Atlanta. So, um, you know, it's kind of cool to see the name because, like, oh, that's a name I've seen before. I mean, well, usually with, with Speed Secrets, I've seen a lot of the names before. But, um, yeah, it's kind of cool, like, the karting focus there. Um, and using a, a faster cart to improve your driving, not by lap time, but specifically, if you can go through a corner, right, so... I guess let me step back. The faster guy, you know, is faster than you really in the corner, whether it's on the entry into the corner, whether it's on the braking, whether it's where he's positioning his car, whether it's where he's getting back on throttle. You know, my, I say this all the time. My four-year-old daughter can step on the gas pedal the same rate as you and I. You know, I mean, it's all about, you know, that, that big pedal, you know, on the left, right? That's really it. It's, it's the brake pedal is what defines you know, what's happening. Yes, yeah, somebody lifts up the gas sooner than the other, but it's really because there's a corner coming. If it was an end of straight, we'll, we'll all keep our foot down. Um, so in that cornering, the guy who's faster than than you is likely going through the corner a little faster. Whether it's one mile an hour faster, that translates to five miles an hour faster at the end of the straight, you know, if it's a long one, or whether he's just going through there five miles an hour quicker through that corner than you are. It's all of that that corner. And if you can drive something that gets your brain used to, you know, the speed, whether it's 45 miles an hour through a corner and in the 206, realistically, you're peaking at 40 just because your entry speed, right? By the time you get there, you're barely – faster than that and if your brain has muscle memory and you're stepping on the brake pedal the same um if you came at a you know at a higher speed you step on the brake pedal for the same amount of time you're not going to decelerate to the same speed you would have in the 206 that's just physics 
you know, so the way motion works, which is a study of physics, is that if you are traveling at higher speed and you you break for the same amount of time, you will slow down at a certain rate. Um, so if you can get into a faster cart and go through the corner and get your brain used to taking that corner three or four miles an hour quicker than you do in the 206, then chances are when you get back in the 206, your brain will have plenty of time to figure out what you need to adjust, right? If it's the speed, if it's the entry speed, if it's the apex speed, if it's how quickly you get back to throttle, if it's how much input you're putting in, and if you're just binding the cart too much just because you're cranking it too much steering, all those things, just because your brain is used to going through there a little quicker, you know, you'll just know that you're slower, right? And you'll have time. So I absolutely agree with you, and there's there's so many ways to break that down. Um, you know, I mean, the things you can do if you had the time. Oh my God, like I would try, you know, hitting the apex. I would try half a cart with away from the apex. I would try a full cart with away from the apex. I mean, I would try, you know, five degrees of steering more than I think I should. I would try five degree less. I would try getting in the throttle you know, 100 RPM earlier. I mean, there's so many things, right, that you could try to go faster if your brain was able to actually compute it and recognize what's happening. And so um, in that regard, definitely driving something faster will, will make it a little bit easier. So I agree with you for sure. I think that's a good thing um, and a tough way to test it. But, um, you know, if you don't have any other cart to try, but definitely something that those who have the opportunity should really try and use as a tool. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Allison's dad, and Alex is out on the track, and um, I was hanging out with his dad in his trailer, and Alex had his X30 sitting in the trailer, and I asked him, I was like, hey, have you noticed a difference with your son when he goes from the shifter cart to the X30? Like, do you see a difference in how he approaches turns on how, you know, his hands are, are quicker or, you know, he's not putting in so much input because he knows what's going to work. And mm. out and uh, so basically, like, as soon as you drive the shifter cart and then you hop up to the X30, it's like you're at a crawl. You know, those weren't his exact words. I mean, don't get me wrong. X30 is nothing slow whatsoever, but – you're going from having to constantly watch your RPM gauge on shift points or break points, and, you know, you're busy with two hands compared to you're only busy with a left foot and a right foot, right? So yeah. when Alex came in, I pulled him aside. I was like, hey, Alex, you know, I am looking at trying, you know, this. Let me ask you a question before I start investing, like, my time and money into trying something new. Do you see a difference between going from, you know, from, for instance, the X30 to the 206? Remember, because he drove a 206 with us, and he's like, this is like indoor karting to him. You know, not everybody in a 206 thinks, you know, that, you know, like slow, like indoor karting. But once you start seeing the track and you have all your, your, your visual points, whether it's um, a patch of dirt or, you know, rumble strips or a telephone pole or a batch of trees or, or who knows what it is, right? Everybody has different visual points, right? right? 
So as soon as you start seeing those points come at you slower, your brain is processing faster, which relaxes your muscles. It relaxes, you know, from you gripping the steering wheel too tight, right? So yeah, like it's a known fact in karting that if you push down on the steering wheel going into a turn, you're initiating more front bite. In a car, you don't feel that. But in a car, it's a huge difference because I, I tried it once because you know, I was like, you know what, Corey said something about if you push down on the steering wheel to in, to initiate more front grip, like if you're just having such a loose cart that you can't get front grip. And so I, I decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to push down on the wheel and see what happens. And yeah, the grip was, it was fast. I, my hands weren't, my hands and body reaction was not even expecting nothing like that. But yeah, there's a huge difference. So being relaxed in the seat at that kind of speed, I think is a huge advantage to have. Right. So, um, I mean, you watch a bunch of YouTube videos, so do I, on all different kind of carding. You know, we look at 206 videos, uh, you know, X30s, tags, shift carts, um, you know, we follow uh, uh, True Racer with his shifty cars over on the West Coast. I mean, it's, it's you know, you watch all these different videos of your elites and, you know, your average shows like us. And people who have helmet cams on, I think it's, it's really cool because on a helmet cam, the longer the race goes, according to, like, your skill level, the more that that camera starts to lean and turns right so you're moving in the seat more you're like you're maybe your core strength isn't up to par your neck is turning over the steering inputs are getting worse and worse you know or it's getting more and more i wouldn't say worse and worse but more and more and it's like okay there's something happening in the car what's happening that maybe this driver isn't figuring out and then when you look at like the max uh Verstappen videos and Fernando Alonso videos when they're on their you know their helmet cams, their heads don't move, their bodies don't move, their hands are in the exact same spot. Now that's a huge dramatic you know change between an average Joe and the elites. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know you just watch like scooter races, like people who run up front in scooter races, or um, you know some of these GoPro events that the you know two or six drivers are winning at GoPro races. Like, you can see it that, you know, there, there's something within moving in the seat or seeing a turn a little bit faster, there, there's something to it. What it is, I don't know. I don't have the experience to know what it is, but to me, there's something to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think I haven't experienced that yet. And maybe I have, I just haven't watched it. Um. I do have a helmet cam, right? Yes, I have a helmet cam, and I I did 70 laps. I need to watch and see. Um, first, I need to find the time, but <laughs> I need to watch and see, you know, my my head positioning and movement at the end of that that 70 laps. Well, the truth is, I I didn't even feel the least bit worn out at the end of 70. So maybe if if my camera had recorded at the end of the day, that may be something worth doing. Maybe the next time I go back out and do like 200 laps or something i'll check from lap you know the first five laps and the last five laps and see but yeah i mean as humans we get tired right you are going to get tired um your neck is gonna it's gonna relax a little bit more and then 
you know, you'll just you'll just struggle a bit more to bring it back, and you just it's okay if it leans over just a little bit more. I don't have to bring it back immediately. I don't have to keep resisting resist the force, you know. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, I believe it happens, and uh, you know, we I don't I don't I personally don't think those things kind of weigh enough to affect it. I think it's just the human and the natural tendency, um, but. Whether or not that plays into, you know, someone's actual talent or speed through a corner, I can't say. But I do believe that there is definitely a, a correlation between, you know, getting the track to slow down for you and if you can go through, you know, a corner. I mean, I'm thinking of just my own experience. And I wish I could draw on my karting experience a lot, but, you know, I really don't have a ton of karting experience to draw on, but I can compare it to, to, you know, sim racing even, for example, and then you know, move that to, to cars. And, yeah, I mean, I go through a corner and, you know, let's give a good example that we typically go, it's a Road Atlanta, this one. If I go through turn seven at Road Atlanta and I go there at like 43 miles an hour because I'm passing some car or something happened, I know the difference between that one mile an hour slower that I went and that 45 and a half that I'm always trying to go for, right? I'm always trying to exit turn seven at Road Atlanta between like 45 and a half or 46 miles per hour. You know, that's always reaching for that. And if I go through there at 43, I can tell. Like, I, dude, I went that much slower through here. And I can feel it on the entry. I can feel it on the exit. Um so, yeah, I would think that if you could, you know, get yourself to the point where you could feel the difference between the corners, I mean, it would make a big difference. Um, I I want to commit to testing it. I, and, I I mean, I guess, you know, sneak peek, we've already started our hunt. <laughs> I've been hunting for a way to, to make it happen. I still have my, my 2004 Coyote. Uh, I just need to find either a World Formula or a Pro Gas. Uh, you know, another four four cycle engine that I could just bolt to it without doing any any work or fabrication, um, and know that I'm instantly, you know, a couple of a couple of um, RPM quicker through the corner just because it's it's a faster cart, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of brings up another point. I went and saw uh, our buddy Stephen Gall with uh, G finishing custom fiberglass. Um, who races with us, and I had to get my seat refinished because I, you know, I broke my seat. So when it comes to fiberglass, um, Steven's a guy that, you know, we both kind of trust. I mean, he's made body kits for his cart, and I was asking him because he's a big motor guy, and I tell him about, you know, the idea of just going to Harbor Freight get a Predator motor if he can help us with building the engine. Uh, but I kind of gave him the idea that we wanted to do, He's like, oh, no problem, mate. And this little British voice that he has, and it's just like, okay, like he got all excited. He's like building engines. He's like, yeah, I built boats for a living. I want to, you know, do something else with boats, and you know, and um, so it was really cool. And uh, so he said that he could help us out if we get, if we could find a, you know, blown two or six, or if we go, you know, Predator Motors or. Ask some of the local dirt cart, the dirt track guys, if they have any used motors. They're just to try it. I mean, we don't want it to race it because 
there's no point in racing it. There's no trying to like reinvent the wheel of karting with a new motor because yeah, I mean, there's already enough packages. It's just a testing aspect to challenge your brain, challenge your own like personal bubble and your comfort zone. Because I've told you many times, like at a certain track that I just feel so comfortable with, like for instance, Roebling Road. I I love that track. It's my favorite track in the world. I don't know why. It's just probably because I know every square inch and I've gone off on every single turn and come out okay. Um, I haven't flipped my car over a fence and landed on all fours yet, but uh, hopefully I don't do that. Unlike somebody, <laughs> that's, a that's a talent, man. I, I welcome all <laughs> challenges to do that. <laughs> I mean, and ironically, it goes over the sign that says uh, fence jumpers will be, uh, you know, removed from the property. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but like that's a they, they didn't say I, anything about cars, though. <laughs> that's a track that they're really comfortable with, and I've and we've had this conversation a, a number of times. It doesn't matter if I'm in a Corvette or my Volkswagen or your old truck or. My wife has SUV. I'm going to turn the exact same lap times because that is my comfort zone, and I know exactly what it can do. So that is why, like, after hearing that podcast um, on Speed Secrets, is like, this is something I have to do for myself. And I mean, it not be for everybody, but this is something I have to do for myself to say, do you have what it takes to, you know, get that half second per lap because the track's still coming a little too fast. Your eyes are opening too wide. You're not breathing correctly going into a turn. Your hands are too, you know, your knuckles are getting white because, of, like, the number one rule of, you know, in NASA, as you tell all your students that you have, is relax your hands. Relax your hands. Relax your hands. You know, you don't want white knuckles. Your hands and forearms should be hurting at the end of a 20 minute session. If so, you're too tense. You have to relax. And so, like, that that's, like, the mental things that I'm taking, like, in my preparation for car racing. Like, if I want to try to find that extra, you know, quarter or half second or whatever it is, that maybe this is a step I have to take. Now, I'm not using this as an excuse for me not, you know, being able to keep up with everybody. We don't, oh, that's come nothing, on. That's nothing, <laughs> no, come on. No, it sounds like that. The, like, the, the I, I excuses don't... don't start there, man. They started with, oh, today was a hot day in Florida, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't want like, people to come across like the reason why I can't compete is because, of, uh, you know, this and that. Like, no, my driver skill is nowhere up to par with the people that we race with. I understand that. Like, I am totally cool with saying the quote, Davy Town is. Or the the Davy quote is like the greatest quote in the world is I just ran out of talent. You know that's like yeah. You know that's us every single day in, in when we're racing cars. I just what can I do to minimize that like reasoning is I ran out of talent. That's like the well, whole I mean, point of this thing. Yeah, we're we're all trying to find ways to get quicker and using every tool you know that's available and this is one of them, right? Is if you, you know, once you identify, okay, this is something I can improve on, you know, somebody says, I need to improve on my braking because I go into, you know, I, when I'm going into the turn, you know, the cars in front of me, they're all going deeper than me or, you know, I need to, you know, figure out how to race better, all those things. Well, Jacksonville, to be honest, is a very, very easy track. Um, yes. 
you know, just in a two or in a two or six or any slow four cycle, there's literally only one actual breaking zone, right? Just one. So, you know, if we say, you know, the difference really happens uh, under breaking, and everybody's flat-footed everywhere else except this one place, then, yeah, chances are you would think that's the only place you'd be losing time. And you're not losing, you know, I know I'm not losing a whole second, right, in just that turn alone because I'm flat-footed everywhere else. And, you know, I mean, you guys have stood there runners, you know, you guys, have, everybody is stood there saying, yeah, I'm, I'm on it. I'm flat everywhere. And it's still not enough. So, you know, there are a few little things that I personally know make a big difference, which is on that given day, everybody's going through the same corner, but man, just one section of the track could be a little quicker than the other, right? And it's not worth the whole right. second, no. But you put all the corners together, you figure out on this given day, you're probably losing, you know, three-tenths of the whole lap because, you know, you're missing this, that, that, or that, right, for various reasons. And I know one of them is I don't – I'm not able to tell which line is actually faster by feel, you know. Right. And and if you can't do that, you know, if I'm going to have to run three or four laps and then look at my data or, you know, look at my attack to, to be able to see it. And I'll, I'll go ahead and give a, a tip here, um, Cardin Dad's tip for this episode. Um, <laughs> if you – if you identify, like, the corner that's the slowest where you have, you know, like, your lowest RPM, and you have, like, a minimum RPM you're trying to hit. So, for us in, in Jacksonville, the mini bowl, for example, is is this, you know, it drops all the way down. When you're starting, down to, like, 3,200 RPM. But once you're on it, you should be in the 34, 3,500, you know, RPM range. Uh, to not drop below one, the clutch, clutch engagement point, but to also know that you're not losing too much speed going in. Well, one thing you can do if you have a Micron 5 um, is for your your shift lights, your alarm lights, you can set your lights to your RPMs. So you could set, what I do is I set my lowest RPM to that 3,400 so that if all my lights go out, I know I'm below 3,400. And that way, as I go through the turn, you know, and you can adjust it as, as needed, but as I go through, you know, the mini bowl, and my eye can just, you know, per, out of my peripheral, look on my Micron 5. And if my lights never went out, I know I didn't drop below 3,400, right? So as I get right. that, you know, you know, I go back and look at my data. I was like, huh, well, these two or three laps, I did 3,500, you know, 3,530 through the mini bowl. And, you know, you have to account for a little bit of variance here and, and, you know, obviously it's taking an RPM coil, so it could bounce a little bit. But if you can consistently say I'm hitting, say, 3550 on my two fastest laps and all the other laps I'm at 3450 or something like that, well, set your shift light or your nice shift light, your RPM light to come on at 3500, right? That way you could try a couple of different lines. And then you can quickly look down, you know, look down the, on the dash out of your peripheral. See, oh, that line staying a little bit off. That's what did it. Or maybe nailing that apex perfectly. Or I mean, you want to look at the data to see everything, the entry, the corner, the track out, all that. But you'll be able to quickly try a few things. And without having to, you know, try and look at numbers rotate, you could just, you know, sort of numbers change on the dash. 
you can quickly just see the lights come, you know, go out or stay on. So that's my tip for figuring out, you know, which lines, um, you know, are working for me based on the RPM that I've, I've been using. And I can say it's been helping. I mean, it still hasn't got me into the, the 41 O's I want, but, you know, it's definitely helped me um, consistently be, you know, one of the, you know, faster guys in the mid-pack. So that, that's, that's a tip right there. But, um, no, that's that's a that's a good point on on using your lights and using like equipment that you have. That you know, there's small things that maybe you wouldn't think about doing, but no, that's that's really smart because I think everybody, or at least I set my RPM lights to I want them to be at a certain place at, at a certain time of the track to know if I'm ahead of the sector or not. From what right. like I'm. Like I'm I'm moving mine you know quite often so like I know okay at this sector I should be here 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 am I at where I need to be and so like I never really thought of dropping it to my lowest and saying if this lights off at this turn you've done something wrong so I'm most likely gonna take your tip <laughs> and go back <laughs> and change that you know maybe make it a red light or whatever that says hey uh uh-uh, uh you messed up. Right, and, right. You know, go back and look at the data because, you know, that's you know something that I need to really start really digesting in and digging into is where I'm messing up, why I'm messing up, and then compare the video to uh, the data that I got from my Micron 5. And, you know, it's all about using the equipment that you have to its max potential. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, with, with with that and then obviously, like I said, being able to, you know, play with the lines a little bit, right? That's that's what, you know, you and I have uh, definitely agreed on and, and, you know, mentioned Ron again. You know, you can sometimes you'll see Corey out there testing and Corey would be taking a different line into a certain corner or trying something different. And from the outside, he'd just be wondering, well, why is he doing that? But then... You know, he'll come in and you look at the times and you go, oh, he figured out or he tried this and it maybe worked better. So he tried it again and again and again and he recognized that on that particular day, right, at that particular time with the setup that he had, with the pressures that he had, the temperatures, all that, uh, you know, the cart was behaving a little better, maybe a little bit slower, a little bit wider, a little bit, you know, tighter, all those things. So. That's where I think the most value will come for me if I can get the track to to slow down through those corners. Not because I need the corners themselves to slow down. You know, I'm I'm I've gone to the point where the right hander before the mini ball in Jacksonville, I'm one handed head bobbing and like wilding out. You know, um, <laughs> the final stands in that corner, I I made it a point to like have my my right hand off the steering wheel completely and like you know rock out signs <laughs> to people I'm passing it's like. Yeah, no, flat, do we hear? No problem. Hashtag don't care, right? Like, so I'm not worried about, like, actual the speed I'm going through the corner anymore. It's more so having it slow down enough so I can be precise and not just precise. Oh, I hit my mark. Yay. No, I want to hit my mark and be able to understand everything that happened, you know, between me and my butt, feeling out what the tires did how the card, you know, bound up or loosened up or picked itself up through that corner, right? Even though I can get it to slow down more so I can shift my weight around in the seat a little bit to see if that makes a difference. You know, it's like, oh, it's not picking up enough of the tire. 
You know, I, I wanted to stay free. I want to keep my hands straight more. So if I want to keep my hands straight more, I definitely want to pick up that wheel more so that my hands can be straight, but it'll rotate more without having to turn the front end. So, yeah, if I could do a little something, I could flick a little bit more at the entry, anything I can do to get my hands straight sooner and I can have the time to, you know, identify and observe it happen, um, that would be wicked. So I, I, I can't wait to actually get to the point where I can test that consistently with you, but Dude, I'm so glad we're talking about it today, and hopefully uh, those out there who have who have a way or who have had experience, you know, driving, you know, something faster. If you have two cars, you have a two-stroke and a four-stroke, or you have a tag, and you have a shifter and a tag, whatever it is, if you've, you know, tried it out, definitely, you know, reach out and, and share your experience with us. Um, it would be cool to cool to hear. You know, you may not have been faster overall the lap time, like Andrew said, because it's more than just one corner that makes up, you know, a lap time. And it's definitely more than just the driving. Sometimes it's a setup. Um, but all in all, if you felt like through maybe a certain corner, driving something faster really helped you where, you know, that definitely feels slower in a slower cart, um, be cool to hear. Yeah, please, uh, please share with us and, you know, I know we're not the only ones struggling with this. So if you're struggling with this with, some other people in your group, you know, let us know and maybe we can all put the same ideas together and, you know, just because we're in Jacksonville, Florida and someone might be in Virginia or Oregon or Washington State or, you know, New York, it doesn't matter. You know, it's to get some people together that have the same kind of ideas and what you can to help somebody. So, uh, yeah, please let us know if, um, if there's anything we can do to help or, any kind of information you're, you're, you're looking for that we haven't, you know, hit on, you know, we love to help anybody, everybody. As long as you keep your carding fun and as long as you're having a good time doing what you're doing. I mean, that's really for us. That's what carding is all about. Yep. Most definitely. So, um, yeah, man, I think, uh, this was a good episode. I think we're going to wrap this up now. Um, and, uh, you're ready for the week. Sounds good, brother. Um, you're you're heading on on the ocean, right? You gone? Yeah, I will be gone next week, and um, it's kind of I'm not even gonna say it's bittersweet because it's not. <laughs> it's something I haven't done in about four years, and uh, right. I'm looking forward, you know, definitely looking forward to just spending some time alone with uh, with the wife and not having to worry about anything uh, whatsoever. So yeah, that's uh. That's our plans. Sounds good. Well, you um, stay dry and um, don't jump overboard or, or do anything crazy like I would, all right? <laughs> no, no. I'm, uh, this is like I, I told my wife, I was like, I don't care what time the sun comes up. I don't care what time the sun goes down. If I'm going to sleep, I'm going to sleep. I don't I don't have no plans. Don't. I, I don't want to go out at dinner at a certain time. I don't care. It's just <laughs> whatever happens, happens. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Cool. All right, Holmes. Well, uh, good show. And uh, yeah, I'll catch up with you uh, when you're back. Hopefully, you bring me something from from your adventures. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll bring you back something. So uh, thanks again, guys, for everybody who's listening. Um, the uh, the word of mouth or word of the keyboard, however you want to put it, you know, is it's really spreading a lot. We're starting to get a lot of love and. Yeah, I just want to appreciate everybody again for, you know, sharing with your friends and 
you know, sharing with the people in, in your carding group and, no, I, I can't say it enough. It just, it just thank you. I, I really appreciate it because, you know, we work hard at this and, you know, we're really passionate about carding and any kind of auto sports and you know, just thanks again, you know, and continue to spread, spread the uh, podcast with your friends and our Facebook page at Carding Dads or on our website, cardingdads.com. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll race with, you know, Every single we wish we could race with every single one of you guys, but I know logistics wise it might not happen. But either way, if we could help you guys out in anything or have any questions whatsoever about cards, you know, please let us know and we'll be honest and straightforward with you on if we have information that will help you out. If we know somebody who might have better information, you know, we'll send you to them. So that's uh that's all I gotta say. And uh, again, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks again. Uh, have a good weekend. Have a good week and enjoy your party, man.